Welcome to Main Menu for the week of December 5 through December 11, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is a real pleasure to have you with us here today on Main Menu. We're glad that you have dropped by to be with us today here on Main Menu. We have quite a list of uh, interesting things for you today here on Main Menu, and we want to get into those things as quickly as we can here. Well, I want to start out by reminding you, if you haven't heard... Coming up this coming Sunday, the 7th, on ACB Radio will be the annual holiday auction and continuation of the celebration that's been going on this week on ACB Radio, celebrating the 15th anniversary, 15th birthday of ACB Radio. And I hope that you will join me and the rest of the main menu staff and the others from ACB Radio at the holiday auction this coming Sunday evening the 7th and that will start at 8 p.m. Eastern and we hope that you will plan on being around listening in and maybe participating in the auction maybe you may find some things there you might want to just bid on it looks like there's quite a list and you can go out to the ACB radio webpage and take a look at what all's out there it looks like you could sure do a great job of fattening yourself up if you wanted to on some of those things there's some pretty good looking stuff there and a lot of other good looking stuff too so be sure you take a look at that while we've got a few technology things we wanted to mention to you that uh, just happened this past week and we wanted to fill you in on those first of all back on black friday the day after thanksgiving the folks from nv access released nvda 2014 r4 release 4 and so if you were not aware of that and you are interested in nvda or you are an nvda user and you hadn't heard that the new release was out it is out and you can download that from www.nvaccess.org and again it is version 2014 r4 jonathan mosen who was the founder of acb radio back in 2000 and has just come out with a free book that you may want to grab you can get more information about that uh, at the acb radio homepage, and that book is all about what happened back 15 years ago and how jonathan founded acb radio and ran it for a few years and it's a very interesting book and really neat that jonathan has come out there with this right at the time of the celebration of the 15 years of acb radio and it is a free book so you get the information and go grab that book i think you'll find some very interesting information about how acb radio and main menu all started out because jonathan of course was the original of main menu so 
that's a book you'll want to grab onto and take a good read of that. There's some really interesting information there. Well, all right. Now, tonight, today, here on Main Menu, we've got three presentations for you. The first comes to us compliments of Blind Square Podcast, and we thank them for letting us air a couple of their podcasts. And this week we're going to be hearing about how to use Blind Square with the Apple Mac maps included on your iPhone. And so you are going to get a good idea how that works, how Blind Square and Apple Maps work together. Last week you got to see how it worked with Google Maps, I believe. And this week you're getting to see how it works with Apple Maps. Then David Woodbridge a member of our main menu staff and quite a busy young guy comes to us with two really great presentations the first is on the new browse method and voiceover on yosemite and david is going to demonstrate how that all works and what is different about how you can now browse uh, in safari and in other places in Yosemite with voiceover and then he comes back again with another demo of how to set up SMS relay between your iPhone and your Mac. That's what's up today here on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Get ready to call, get ready to buy, get ready to bid, I'm telling you why. It's the ACB Holiday Radio Auction coming to town. Jewelry and treats and things that sing, a huge OTR collection, accessible games and gifts for everyone on your list, even yourself. See all 60 items up for bid on the auction preview page at www.acb.org slash auction 2014. And join us this coming Sunday, December 7, from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 8 Pacific, right here on ACD Radio. Happy bidding! Hello, my name is Sandra, and I would like to welcome you to this episode of the Blind Square podcast. You probably know that Blind Square doesn't have turn-by-turn -turn navigation, but you can use it in conjunction with other navigation apps. In the previous podcast, I showed you how you can use Blind Square together with Google Maps, and today I will show you how Blind Square and Apple Maps can be used together. First, I will show you which settings to check to make sure that Apple Maps actually speaks the turn-by-turn -turn directions. Then, I will start a navigation from within Blind Square to a point in my vicinity. And last but not least, I will show you how to simulate a route. So that means that even if you're not at the start point of the route, you can enter it through Blind Square into Apple Maps to look at it before you travel. And after that, you can listen to a recording of Alan walking this route. Apple Maps is free because it is installed 
on every iOS device. It can give turn-by-turn -turn directions and you can start it from Blind Square. Before we start, we first have to check the Apple Maps settings. So I open the settings app on my iPhone. Settings. Double tap to open. Settings. And I look for Maps. Notification. Do not general. Display. Walk sound. Touch it. Privacy. iCloud. iTunes. Mail. Notes. Reminder. Phone. Messages. FaceTime. Maps. Button. And open it. Maps. Settings. Back button. Maps. Heading. Navigation voice volume. Heading. No voice. Okay. And you should check that this is not set to no voice. Low volume. We have low volume. Normal volume. Selected. Loud volume. And loud volume. And this is what I have selected because it works best for me. Distances. Heading. In miles. You can obviously change that too if you like. Selected. In kilometers. And I set it to kilometers because I'm in Europe. We don't need to change any other setting here. So I can leave settings and open blind square. Again, I'm using the beta version, but it will behave exactly as your version behaves. BS Beta. BS Beta. Search. Button. Double tap to perform a search. Now I will go to my places, to the my places list and use the same point that I used in the last podcast about Google Maps to show you how you can launch Apple Maps from within Blaine Square. My places. Search. Map burger smash. My places. Found two places within radius of 50 meters. Post, Lotto, Doctor, Gunther, 490 meters at 5 o'clock. Doctor, meters Gunther, at 4 o'clock. 480 meters at 9 o'clock. You passed post box. I will now double tap and hold. Doctor, Gunther, 470 meters. Alert. Select action. Doctor, Gunther. Start tracking. Button. Plan a route. Button. Plan a route is the option that will show me all the navigation apps that are installed on my device. Alert. Select navigation app. Maps. Button. And I want maps, so I double tap this. Shared places. Dr. Gunner is selected as a destination. Starting navigation application Apple Maps. Maps. Directions. Start location. Text field. Is editing. Apple Maps has now been launched by Blind Square. And the voiceover focus is placed in an edit box where I could enter my start location. So if I didn't have Blind Square, uh, I could. Um, enter another location that the one that I'm currently at and then I could look at the route. But for now we want to use our current location. And this is something you always have to do when you use Blind Square like this. You now find the current location button and double tap it. That will copy your current location into the start location edit box. I flick right now to find the button. Swap directions. Button. End location. 52. Third location. And this is a button, although it doesn't say it. I double tap current location. End location. Text field is editing. 52. And this places the voiceover focus into the end location edit box. But Blind Square has already copied the GPS coordinates of our destination there. So we don't need to do anything here. So um, everything is set up now. I can find the root button, which is in the top right corner of the screen. 40% root button. I double tap. Current location. Well, the Rathel Strass 14. And now it um, tells us our 
current location. Now we have to check that we get the walking route. So I make a four finger tap at the top of the screen. Uh, so the voiceover focus is placed there. And then I flick right. Start with the stress select route origin. Current location. Alternative route. Eight minutes. Walking route. Selected. Active route. Two minutes. Automobile route. Use the rotor to access. So we've seen that is a driving route which we don't want. Clear. To start with the stress select. Share. Selected. Drive. Button. One of three. And if I flick on, I find the drive button which is selected. Walk. Button. Two of three. And apps. Button. And apps. Three three. I probably could use other apps here. But I want the walking route. Walk. Button. Uh, two so three. I double tap here. Selected. Walk. Two of three. Eight minute viewers list. Button. Tracking. Off. Viewers list. Button. We will have a look at the viewers list button later. Tracking. Off. Button. Here's the tracking. Change tracking options. Button. There are three options. One is off. Selected. Tracking. On. Uh, one is on and the other is the third. Selected. Is tracking. On with heading. Button. On with heading. Change tracking options. I will turn it off again. Tracking. Off. On with headings means that um, Apple Maps will tell you intersections and some points of interest, although I don't really know how it selects the point of interest it announces. And I found that the intersection announcement doesn't work quite as well for me as that of Blind Square. It works fine if the streets intersecting are just two streets, but if you've got more than two, then um, it, it only announces two of them. So I personally don't like using it because I get better intersection announcement from Blind Square. Okay, let's see how we can start the route. Start. Button. Okay, I double tap the start button and then I should hear the first announcement. List Starting route. Proceed to Walderatinostras, then in 200 meters, take a left on Magdeburgerstras. Sleep mode on. That was our first announcement and Blind Square has gone into sleep mode because uh, we've not moved. And now I would like to show you something else and you've only got to do this once. So when you use Apple Maps the first time, you should check this. The problem is that if you select walking route, then it often thinks that you don't want turn-by-turn -turn directions, spoken turn-by-turn -turn directions. So you have to tell it separately that you want them. And to do that, you've got to find the voice button. And to be able to do that, you've got to double tap somewhere on the map. And then... Navigation voice button. Navigation voice button. And then touch the bottom right corner of the screen. Use the rotor to access point seven. Uh, yeah, if you're not fast enough, it disappears. So I double tap the map again and touch the voice Navigation button. voice button. Navigation voice. Navigation voice heading. And check that it's turned on. Done. Button. Navigation voice. Low volume. Normal volume. Selected. Loud volume. So here, loud volume is selected, but that is because I have used maps before. But if you use this the first time, then you should check that this is turned on because for some reason it saves it separately for driving and walking. And if you access the setting through settings, then you only change the driving directions voice. Done. Button. Overview. Third so location. What? This basically is how you start navigation. And now I will show you how you can simulate a route before you travel. The route that we're going to look at 
is the same that we used in the Google Maps podcast. Ellen has been kind enough to walk the same route again, this time with Apple Maps. So you can hear what the Apple Maps announcements actually sound like and how they're different from the Google Maps announcements. Alan has sent me the points that he uses, so I go to my places and find them. Art of entertainment. Share places. Search my places. Search. Home. Gloversville. 6,123 kilometers at 6 o'clock. That's the destination and... Home. Gloversville. 34 Almond Street. 6,123 kilometers at 5 o'clock. And that's our start. Swipe up or down to select a custom action. Then double tap to activate. That means I have to simulate this point. I double tap and hold. Alert. Select action. 34 Almond Street. Start tracking. Plan a route. Show a map. But simulate this location. Button. And simulate this location is the right option. My Henry simulated location 6,123 kilometers northwest of the current location. Now the background noise that you hear tells you that simulation mode is on. And now we'll look for Alan's destination. Other button. Um, Search my places. I go again Search. to my places. My places. Search. My places. Sorted by popularity. My places. Fa 34 Almond Street. About zero meters. Sorted by distance. Head 34 Almond Street. About zero meters. Home. Gloversville. 210 meters at three o'clock. And it's Swipe up or down to select a custom action. Then this, double tap to activate. This is our destination and I double tap to open the place summary screen. Home. Gloversville. 210 meters. At 3 o'clock. And find the planner route button. Start. Start tracking. Favorite. Address. Edit. Home. Edit. Okay. Start planner route. Button. Here it is, but as you can see, tapping and holding and finding it through the menu can be faster. Okay, I double tap. Alert. Select navigation app. Now I again select maps. Google Maps. Button. No. Select navigation app. The wrong maps. Google ma Maps. Button. The, this is the maps that we need. Shared places. Home. Gloversville is selected as a destination. Starting navigation application Apple Maps. Now maps. Apple Maps is selected. Shows more info. Loading. Use the rotor to access points of intro settings. Button. Start. Button. And now Blind Square has already entered the start and the destination. So we immediately are on the second screen that we saw. That's the one where you choose if you want walking directions or driving directions. So let's look at the screen in a bit more detail. Route origin. Adirondack Park Preserve. Shows more info. Use the rotor to access points of interest. This is the first item on the screen, and I flick right now. Adirondack Park Preserve. Selected. Active route. Two minutes. Automobile route. Okay. Use the rotor to access points of interest. We can see that this is the automobile route. Alternative route. Four minutes. Walking route. Uh, but we Don't have to select the alternative route. Use the rotor to access points of interest. Apple Saint. East-West. Monroe Saint. North-South. And these are the streets now. Start. I touch the bottom of the screen and find the start button. Start. Uh, button. The start button is directly above the home button. Tracking. Off. View as list. Button. 2 minutes 277 meters. Apps. But walk. Button. 2 of 3. And I flick left now and I will double tap walk now because this is 
what I want because Ellen is going to walk. Selected. Walk. Two or three. Okay, now we've got a walking route. And now I'm going to touch the start button again. Start. Button. And now flick left. Tracking. Off. This is the tracking button that I explained earlier. And... View as list. Button. Now there's a button, view as list. And I will double tap this now because this lets us see what kind of directions we will get when we actually do walk the route. Adirondack Park Reserve. I'm on the first screen element now, which is where we start. Done. Button. There's a done button that I can double tap when I've finished looking at the route beforehand. Four minutes. Now it tells us how long we need. Route overview. 277 meters. Adirondack Park Reserve, 34 Armand Saint, Gloversville, NY, 12078. More info, Adirondack Park, walk 26 meters then, take a ride on Woodward Ave. Okay, this is our first direction. Walk 177 meters then, take a left on Eskisbra Ave. And that's the directions we'll be hearing on the recording that Alan has made, only that he has set his device to feed, so the directions we'll be hearing will be in feed. Hello, this is Alan Robbins. I'm going to take you on a short walk using the Apple Maps demonstrating the turn-by-turn -turn directions that Sandra has been discussing in the podcast. Starting Route 2, 49 South Kingsborough Avenue. Head south on Amman Street, then take a ride on Woodward Avenue. Okay, we are set. Take a right on Woodward Avenue, then in 600 feet, take a left on South Kingsboro Avenue. Okay, there's our first direction, and we're probably 60, maybe 70 feet from the corner. Okay, we are now at the corner. Sounds all clear. Okay, we're now across the street. Hopefully the uh, wind does not make too much background noise as it's very windy today. I do have a wind shield over the uh, top of the recorder, but I don't know, it's pretty windy. One other thing I uh, did fail to mention is I am using a 5S with iOS 7.2. Uh, I have not taken the plunge yet to update to iOS 8 due to the number of accessibility bugs. Take a left on South Kingsborough Avenue, then in 250 feet, the destination is on your left. And there's our second direction. Uh, only going to be two turns in this uh, demonstration, just so you can kind of get an idea of how this is going to work. A few feet here will be at the corner.
Okay, car just came around the corner. I seem to have great timing with that. Okay, again, we're across the street. Um, probably won't hear any further direction at this point until we get to our destination, which is uh, probably about 200 feet, yeah. Okay, we did make it to the destination, and that should give you just a uh, brief overview of uh, what it sounds like and uh, using the Apple Maps for turn-by-turn -turn direction. Thanks. Thank you, Alan. I'm really glad he's uh, helped me with this podcast because otherwise I would have had to make the recordings myself, which would have meant there would have been strange German street names in the recording, and I think this way it's much neater. So again, thank you. Of course, I have edited Erlon's recording, so you didn't have to listen to all of the walk, which was about seven minutes. But I did not edit the parts where we heard an announcement until Alan arrived at the point that was announced. So, for example, when a turn was announced, I didn't edit until Alan said that he had arrived there. I hope that gives you an idea of how correct the distances are that Apple Maps announces. I have to add that although Alan is using maps of iOS 7.2, my part of the podcast has been made with maps iOS 8. Uh, anyway, it's the latest iOS release at the end of November 2014. So the, the screen uh, is different a bit, but the announcements are the same. You may have noticed that there wasn't any blind square in Alan's recording. Again, this was on purpose because we wanted you to be able to hear what Apple Maps does so you can compare it to Google Maps. And um, if blind square had been running, it would have announced the street intersections. But um, we thought that it would be better if just one app talked at you and so you can compare them better. You may have noticed some difference. If you've listened to the Google Maps podcast, you might remember that the announcements weren't as detailed. So you would just hear something like uh, turn right or turn left into blah, blah, blah street. But here you hear turn left into street X and then in uh, 200 feet turn right into street Z. So you hear not only the next direction, but also what you will have to do afterwards. And I think this can be very helpful, especially for blind travelers. Now imagine that we're on the left side of a street and the direction that we get is turn left and in 200 feet turn right. Then we know that after we have turned left, we will probably have to cross the street in order to be able to turn right again. And I think that can be very useful to know because if while walking you're 200 feet, you see an opportunity to cross the streets, either maybe traffic lights or a zebra crossing, then you can use that to get to the other side. Whereas if you only hear turn right when you're actually at the turn, 
then you first have to find a good place to cross the street and then cross it and then turn right. So the Apple Maps announcements are actually better for blind travelers. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that the directions are always equally good. I've seen instances where my Google Maps route was a lot shorter than my Apple Maps route. And that was because Apple Maps didn't really care that I had set it to pedestrian mode. And there was a one-way street on my route and it wanted to send me the same way that cars could be driving. But of course, as I'm a pedestrian, I also can walk both directions in a one-way street. So it's always good to look at both apps. I've shown you how you can look at routes before you travel in both apps, in both podcasts. And sometimes it might be better to use Google Maps because it somehow sometimes seems to have better directions. But... Um, if the routes are similar, I would go for Apple Maps because it has better announcements. My example with a one-way street was just uh, somewhere in Munich. Uh, but uh, you could try both apps on familiar routes and then see how well they perform in your particular area. To find both the start and the destination of the routes used in this podcast, I always used my places list. I found the points there and then started navigation. But you can find your start and destination also through the other means that BlindSquare offers. That could be text search or category search. I just used the My Places list because I have saved my points there and because it was the quickest way for me to demonstrate this in the podcast. But you can use any other method that is available in BlindSquare to find a point. I hope you found this podcast helpful to get started with Apple Maps. I think especially the Apple Maps interface can be a bit confusing sometimes. And maybe now you'll have an easier time using it. If you want to get in touch, you can write to support at blindsquare.com or follow us on Twitter. That is at blindsquaregps and blindsquaregps is just one word. Or you can go to www.blindsquare.com help and find instructions how to subscribe to the BlindSquare mailing list if you want to talk with other BlindSquare users and get help from them. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Bye-bye for now. Makes you sense what's around. Welcome to this demonstration of using Safari in OS 10 10.10 and of course that being Yosemite and in this demo I want to show you a new way of browsing in Safari which is a lot nicer than what it used to be with previous versions of Safari with voiceover. In actual fact I should probably say that the new way of browsing now in Safari with voiceover is much like navigating a document i.e. how you would navigate in text edit pages etc. So before I get started let me just say that my MacBook is turned on, voiceover is running and I'm currently sitting at the desktop of my Mac. So I've got a shortcut key to launch Safari so I'll do that now. Safari. Okay Safari is launched. 
I'm going to do command L for location. Open location. And I'm going to type in the web address for Vision Australia. So that's www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Okay, and press enter. Vision Australia HTML content. Banner seven items. Link image. Home Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services logo. And you can also turn on and use QuickNav if you wish, trackpad commander, etc. So rather than using a voiceover command to jump to the top of the Vision Australia homepage, I can just do command upper. Internal link. Skip to content. Okay, so skip to content, which is the top link on the homepage. And of course, to jump down to the bottom, it's command dinner. By link, web agency Melbourne. Okay, so that works very nicely. So I'm jump back to the top of the actual page again. Internal link, skip to content. Okay, and of course, being a normal, in quotes, document, I can just press down arrow to read down line by line. New line, Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services, logo image. Link, contact us. Locations, site map, Vision Australia radio, donate now. 1384-7466, new line, new line. Link, eye health. Link, eye admissions, Li link. How guy works. Sometimes I've noticed that it doesn't give some information about headers or links that I'm actually arrowing over, whether I'm pressing down arrow or up arrow. So for example, some of the information at the top of the page there was actually links, but as initial release of this new browsing mode with VoiceOver in Safari, it's working remarkably well at the moment. And of course, if I just pressed up arrow, link. Okay, etc. Okay, let me show you another function of it being a document that you can also do. So I want to actually find out the phone number and read it digit by digit. Let me jump back to the top of the page with command upper. Internal link. Skip to attend. Okay, let me press down to get down to the phone number again. New line. Vision Australia. Link. Locations. Site map. Vision Australia. Donate now. 1384-7466. Okay, so I'm going to read that phone number back because I'm not too sure what it is. So I can press command left arrow to go to the beginning of the line. And then I just press my right arrow. 1, 3, 0, 0, space, 8, 4, space, 7, 4, space, 6, 6. Okay, and of course if I press command left arrow again, 1, that's the beginning of the line. If I press command right arrow, 6, that's the end of the line. Okay, so that's a quick way to get the beginning and end of a line. And of course, I can also highlight what I've just read as well. So I'm going to do command left arrow to go back to the beginning. One. And of course, to highlight in a document, it's shift option. And in this case, I'm going to press right arrow to go word by word. 1300, selected. Okay, 1300. 84, selected. 84. 74, selected. 74. 66, selected. 66. And then if I wanted to verify that I've indeed highlighted that particular item, I can do VOF6 or Control Option F6. Like 1384-7466 selected. And of course, if I wanted to, I can now press Command C to copy that highlighted text to the clipboard, pop over to another application such as TextEdit, etc. And of course, then do Command V to paste that text into another document. Now you might have noticed then that it actually said link and then the number because on the page, it's also a link. So that's where I said before that sometimes it doesn't identify items on the page as 
their correct HTML element, in this case, a link. And then as you sort of also discovered just then, of course, you can navigate by character and word. Option right arrow or option left arrow is previous and next word. Let me just do via command H. Heading level two, blind or low vision, clickable. Heading level two, online community, clickable. Heading level two, key information, click. Heading level two, online shop top products, clickable. Okay, online shop top products. Now, another thing that I've noticed that this current implementation of, if you like, document browsing as far as voiceover doesn't do is sometimes the keyboard focus, if you like, doesn't track where the voiceover cursor is moved to. So I would expect now when I press down arrow to go to, to start reading the top products from the online shop from Vision Australia. And if I press down arrow now, internal link, skip to content. I've actually gone back to the top of the page. So sometimes, unfortunately, that occasionally happens. The way that I find to get around it, let me go back to that heading. I'm just going to do VOF for control and F for find. Enter search text. Type in product. Hit enter. Heading level two, online shop top products. Clickable. Okay. Now, this time, if I do VO right arrow control and right arrow. List two items. Okay, and do VO right arrow again. Link, using iPhone 5 with iOS 6 accessibility features. Okay, using iPhone 5 accessibility features. So I'm just going to go back to the, uh, just above that with VO left arrow control and left arrow. List two items. Okay, now I'm going to press down arrow. Link, using iPhone 5 with iOS 6. Accessibility features. Misspelled. Zoomax. Snow handheld. Video magnifier. Okay, just pressing down arrow, and that's working fine. So, interestingly, when you navigate to a heading, VoiceOver and the keyboard don't synchronize together very well. However, I found if I'm down arrowing into a link, and then I press down arrow, both the keyboard and the voiceover focus is exactly the same. To activate anything on the screen that's actually a link or a button, etc., I can activate that as well. So, for example, let me just bring up the normal rotor with VOU and Option U. Links menu, loading items, 30 or more items loaded. Okay, so 30 or more items loaded. It's going to move down the link to Vision Australia Radio. It's going to type in RAD. Link, Vision Australia Radio, three items loaded. Okay, if you have space bar, I can drop on space bar to bring the focus down to that. Link, Vision Australia Radio. Okay, and of course, being a link on the page, I can just press enter. HTML, Vision Australia Radio, HTML content, 76% loaded. Banner five items, visited, link, image, Vision Australia Radio logo. Just close that window of command W. Close all windows, visited, link, Vision Australia Radio, banner seven items. So back to the Vision Australia main homepage on the radio link. So the final thing I want to show you is what happens when you get to an edit field using this browsing document type mode. So let me jump to the top of the page again with command up arrow. Internal link. Skip to content. Okay, now I'm just going to jump down to the edit field directly with voiceover command VO command J or control command J. Search website. Search text field. Okay, now if I start typing into this field, so I want to search for anything to do with iPhone on the Vision Australia website. So I'm going to type in I, capital P. New line, selected. H-O-N-E. Now, oddly, when you heard it do that, when it typed in I, it was fine. When I did a capital, as in Shift P, it said new line. Okay, so that's just another little interesting bug that's popping up as well. And if I press iPhone. Okay, I'm basically at the top of the field, if you like, because if I pressed up arrow, my cursor is now 
to the left of I. If I press right arrow, I. That's I. Back to the left of left arrow, I. If I press down arrow, iPhone. I'm at the end of the edit field. Press left arrow, e. there's the E, right arrow. E. And of course, with the command key, if I press command left arrow, I. beginning of the line, command right arrow, e. end of the line. And although it doesn't make much sense doing it now because I've only got one line in this edit field, but of course, command app arrow, iPhone. top of the edit field, command down arrow, iPhone. bottom of the edit field. And of course, I could also use my shift arrow key commands and so on to highlight and delete the information in the edit field. And of course, if I do Command A, iPhone, selected. It's gonna highlight the whole edit field anyway only. And of course, I can just press delete. Selection deleted. To delete the information in the edit field as well, without affecting the rest of the web page, so to speak. To come out of the edit field, of course, I can just do a voiceover command, such as VO right arrow, control from right arrow. Search button. And I'm now out of the edit field. So if I just press my normal down arrow, Link, iHealth. Okay, I'm out of the edit field onto the rest of the general document web page. Now, just as a final note, when I've been navigating in this browsing document type mode, my trackpad command is still on, but of course I've had QuickNav turned off because if I had QuickNav turned on with the left and right arrow keys, my up and down arrows would actually move by the rotor setting, not by normal document up and down arrowing line by line. So that completes this brief demonstration of the new browsing document mode in Safari with VoiceOver. And as usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. Welcome to this demonstration of another continuity handoff feature in Yosemite, and of course that's OS 10 10.10 and iOS 8.1. And in this demonstration, I'll actually be showing you how to set up SMS text relay so that you can SMS from your Mac via your iPhone. Now keep in mind that besides setting up SMS relay on your Mac, you can also set this up on your iPad and iPod touch as well. To enable this to work, you need to be on the same Apple ID for both iMessages running in this case on the Mac and on the iPhone that Messages is actually using. So before I actually dive into that, let me first of all say that my Mac is turned on. I'm sitting at the desktop and VoiceOver is running. And of course on my iPhone 6 Plus, it's turned on. I'm sitting at the home screen and VoiceOver is also turned on as well. So as I said, in messages, you need to be on the same Apple ID for both. So if you want to check that to make sure that you're on both, both on the Mac and on the iPhone, let me first of all show you how to confirm that on the Mac in messages. So I'm going to bring up messages on my Mac. Now rather than going to my doc or my applications folder, I've got a shortcut key for voiceover. I'll do that now. Messages, messages, window. Okay, so let me bring up Messages preferences with command comma. Preferences, now in accounts window, account controls group, general button. Now when I've gone into messages preferences, it's already landed me in the toolbar already. So if I did an uninteract command with shift VR apro or shift control option apro. Stop interacting with toolbar. We can tell that we just jumped out of the toolbar. So I'm gonna go back into it with shift VO deno shift control option deno. Interact with toolbar, two items, accounts, selected button. Now just a note 
the Apple IDs and the mobile phone numbers you'll be hearing through this demonstration I've modified for privacy reasons and also to in my contacts under my name my iPhone is designated as an iPhone in my contact and my Android phone for work is designated as a mobile phone so when you hear me do the messaging to either one one will say iMessages and the other will say text message, i.e. the one that's my mobile phone in my contacts for my Android phone. Anyway, let's get on with the recording. And accounts was already selected. If it wasn't, I could just do VA spacebar, control option spacebar. Let me uninteract. Stop interacting with toolbar. Okay, now I want to just search for Apple ID. So rather than having to go through the whole screen, I'm just going to do VOF for control option F for find. Enter search text. Type in ID. Enter. Apple ID. Okay, and now I can just go to the right with VO right arrow, control option right arrow. DavidWoodbright.com. Okay, so DavidWoodbright.com is my Apple ID, and that's the one that I'm using on the Mac for messages. So that's all well and good. So I can close that down now. Command Q. Finder. Okay, let me close down preferences with Command W. Close window. Now in messages window. And I'll leave that open because we're going to come back to it. So let me just grab my iPhone here. I'll do exactly the same thing to check for what Apple ID I'm running in messages on my iPhone. So I'm coming to the bottom, the phone. Phone. One new item. Flick back to the left to find my settings icon. Page one three. Find my friends. Blind Square. Kindle. Twitter. Audible. Mint 2013. Weather. Passport. Settings. Okay, there's settings. One finger double tap. Settings. And I'm going to touch towards the bottom of the screen above my home button. Display and brightness. Button. I'm going to flick to the right now to get to messages. Wallpaper, sounds, touch ID, privacy, iCloud, iTunes and app, mail, notes, reminders, phone, messages, button. Okay, there's messages, one finger double tap. Messages. And I want to get down to send and receive. So touch the middle of the screen. Send read receipts, on. Flick to the right. Allow others to be notified. Send as SMS, on. Send as SMS when a message is unavailable. Carry up, send and receive. Three addresses. Button. Okay, there's send and receive. I've kind of got three addresses in there. One finger double tap. A message. Messages. Back button. If I flick to the right. A message. Heading. Apple ID. Daddy would be R at dot com. Button. Okay, so I have indeed confirmed that my Apple ID is David Woodborough at dot com. And that's also fine. So I'm using the same Apple ID on both my Mac and here on my iPhone 6 Plus. Let me just go back a screen. Messages. Back button. One finger double tap. I was just touching the top left hand side of the screen to go back. This is the messages back button. Messages. Settings. Back button. Okay, now if I flick to the right. Messages. Heading. A message. On. The messages can be sent between iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Mac. Text message forwarding. Button. And that's the magic thing that we want. Text message forwarding. One finger double tap. Text message forwarding. Messages. If I flick to the right, it should bring up my two devices that I've currently signed in to the same Apple ID using iMessages. So if I flick to the right. Text message forwarding. Heading. Allow these devices to send and receive text messages from this iPhone. Footer. Okay. Allow these devices to send and receive text messages from this iPhone. Flick to the right. Allow these devices to... David's MacBook Air. Mac. Off. Okay. That's my... David's MacBook Air, and it's currently off. Flip to the right again. David Woodbridge's iPad, iPad, off. And there's my iPad. 
So for the moment, I'm just going to turn on my Mac. So flick back to the left. David's MacBook Air, Mac, off. One finger double tap. Alert, text field is editing. Interact okay. with dialog for window messages. To send and receive your iPhone text messages from plus 61400 on this Mac, enter the code below on your iPhone now. So I've got to enter the code that's on my Mac screen to my iPhone. And once I do that, that will set up text messaging forwarding. So I'm going to put my iPhone down for the moment. And I'm just going to read this message to get the PIN number. 651986. Okay, 651986. And of course, I just got to that by doing VO right arrow control option right arrow. Come back to my iPhone and enter 651986 on the keypad on my iPhone screen here. So 651981. Text field is editing. Character mode 651986. That sounds like the right one to me. So I flick to the right. Cancel. Button. Allow. Button. And one finger double tap to allow. Settings. Message. Text message. Message. Edit text. So now if I flick back to the left. Allow these devices to send and receive text messages from this iPhone. Footer. Flick back to the right. David's MacBook Air. Mac. On. Okay, I can tell that my MacBook Air is now on. Now I won't do this now, but if I flick to my iPad. So flick to the right with one finger. David Woodbridge's iPad. iPad. Off. If I double tapped on that, the same thing would happen on the screen. I would get a pop-up message to say, please enter in the following PIN number I, on my iPhone. That was displayed on the iPad screen. And again, that would pair my iPhone here to my iPad again to confirm to send and receive text messaging forwarding. Okay, and really, that's it as far as the setup is concerned. When I was reading online, it actually did say that you need to be on the same Wi-Fi network. And I'm assuming, because this is classified as part of continuity stroke handoff, I would assume that you may need to have handoff turned on on both your iPhone and on your Mac. But I've got them on by default because I use handoff as well and continuity for using the applications on my iPhone to my Mac and my Mac to my iPhone. And I also use the other continuity feature, I'll be able to send and receive phone calls via my iPhone between my iPhone and my Mac. Okay, so to keep things nice and tidy before I actually do a new message on my Mac, let me just press the home button on my iPhone to go back to the main home screen. Settings. I'm just gonna to touch the top of the screen on messages. Messages. Okay, just to keep things nice and tidy. Okay, so let me send a new message on my Mac. First of all, to my iPhone, and then I'll send one to my Android phone, which is a, a non-iMessage mobile phone. So I'm going to do Command Enter New. New message. No recipients. To edit text. Now I've got two mobile numbers for my contacts in here. One's my iPhone, one's my Android phone for work. So I'm going to type in my iPhone mobile phone number. Selection replaced. 0400. Press tab. Leaving scroll area. Add recipient, iMessage, edit text. Okay, so I know it's an iMessage because it's saying iMessage in the text edit field. If I just type in, hello world, this is a test message going through I-M-E-S-S-A-G-E-S, -S -S -E -S, stop, 
and enter to send it. Hello world, this is a test MSG going through iMessages. Now that actually came through on my iPhone. I'm not too sure why it didn't notify me. So let me just double tap on messages. 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 Edit. Okay, button. I flip to the right. Messages. Heading. Compose. Button. Search. Search. Davidwoodbr at dot com. 3.58 p.m. Hello world, this is a test MSG going through in messages. Okay, so Swipe up or down to select a custom action. Let me just press the home button to come out of messages. Messages. Okay, and I'm going to do the same thing. This time I'm going to send it to my Android phone. Okay, so let me do another new message. Command in for new. New message. No recipients. To edit text. Now this time I'm actually going to type in my Android mobile phone number, which is the phone I use for work. So it's definitely not an iMessage based device. I.e. I'm going to send a text SMS message to my work Android phone. So I'm going to type its mobile number in now. Okay, press the tab key. Leaving scroll area. Add recipient button. Text message. Edit text. Okay, now this time you've noticed it says text message. It actually doesn't say iMessage. So I can be hopefully fully assured that it's going to send the SMS, not iMessage, to my Android phone here. So I'm just going to type in the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush, never to be seen again. And I won't worry about any spelling typos there. Now I'm just going to press enter and my Android phone should receive an SMS message from my Mac via my iPhone. And let's go and see what happens. Enter. From David Woodbridge, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush never to be seen again. And hey presto, I just sent an SMS message from my Mac via SMS to a non-iOS device. And of course I could reply on my Android device and it would come back up on my Mac as a text message yet again and just keep doing the same conversation to and fro course with the current same phone number. So that's how you set up SMS Relay on your iPhone, in this case to your Mac. So let me press Command Q to quit out of messages on my Mac. Finder, desktop. Just in summary, to set up SMS Relay, you need to be using the same Apple ID for both messages accounts running on, in this case, my Mac and the iPhone. And of course, remember, you can also set this up on the iPod Touch and iPad as well. You need to be on the same Wi-Fi network. And I did mention through the recording that I said you also might need to have handoff also turned on, as this is part of the continuity feature between iOS 8.1 and iOS 10, 10.10 Yosemite. So basically, to set it up, you go into settings on your iPhone, go into messages, and I described how you can confirm your Apple ID both in messages on the iPhone and messages on your Mac. And the same deal will go for the iPod Touch and the iPad where messages is on the iPhone. So when you're in settings messages, text message forwarding. In there, as long as you're logged in with the same Apple ID, it'll bring up the devices that are attached to messages. And in my case, it said David's MacBook and David's iPad. I then selected my Mac 
and it came up with a pin number in messages on my Mac that I had to enter in on my iPhone to confirm the pairing. And I did say that if I did the same on the iPad one, it would bring up a pairing pin number on the iPad screen and I'd have to enter that into my iPhone again to pair my iPhone to the iPad again to send and receive SMS messages. And literally that's all there was to setting it up with. I then demonstrated sending a normal iMessage to my iPhone and for some odd reason as we saw in the demo it didn't come up as a new message to remind me which is very odd I'll check that later out and then I also then sent a straight text message to my work Android phone worked extremely well as you heard in the demo so that completes this demonstration of SMS relay from this case my Mac to my iPhone and as usual Thanks for listening and bye for now. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. We do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.